Welcome! You're listening to the Creative Women's Call podcast with Agnieszka and Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. This is episode 9 with Christine Arhu. Hi guys! Today Ari and I are very excited to speak with Christine Arhu from Posh Brands Co. Christine is a self-taught graphic and web designer. She used to own an online jewelry store, and while creating her website, she found her passion for web design, and now Christine helps entrepreneurs build powerful brands. I've actually had a pleasure of meeting Christine in person. She was a guest speaker at one of our Seattle events, and she did such a wonderful job and presenting all about branding, and I am just super excited um, that she's here for this podcast today. So, um, Christine, thank you so much for being here today. We are so excited to have you on our podcast and to learn more about you and your story. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you and your journey of becoming a web and graphic designer. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be here and a little nervous. So if you hear me, better, um, that's just me. Don't be. <laughs> But um, just, uh, you really, really did a good job in introducing me. Honestly, um, I'm a self-taught web and graphic designer. Um, I didn't go the formal route of going to school and, you know, um, learning graphic and web design. It was really just by accident. And I fell in love with it because it was really interesting to see, or rather to know that I can actually do something without having to go to school for it. Um, I'm all for formal education, but sometimes if, you know, you feel it in your heart that, hey, there's things that you can learn outside of, of the classroom, I, I normally, um, I norm- I'm normally, in- I like to challenge myself. So to me, it's like challenging myself, like, hey, I can actually do this. But back to um, branding, <laughs> branding and web design. So um, after starting my jewelry company, um, I just really immersed myself into learning the in, in and outs of web design, a little bit of coding, and what design, or, or rather how design um, impacts brands and businesses. And that really changed my perspective of how I see everyday brands that I interact with, whether it's going to Target, whether it's going to the McDonald's down the street. I really look at um, branding and design in a different way after um, learning these new things that I taught myself. Yeah, I love that and that you found something that you were so passionate about and you just decided that you want to go for it and you went and learned it. I mean, that's so amazing. Um, was it hard to make like that switch from owning a jewelry store and then to becoming the designer? Like, are there any kind of steps that you took once you realized that you want to be a designer? Um, at first, it was hard because, you know, I... I had my with the website my husband was helping me create it we both were working on it and and he is an IT guy so it it came easy for him yeah, but for me it was like it was really interesting to see to see how like I can actually work on my business without not not only just the front end of like you know shipping products and stuff but really the back end and really understand what goes into creating a site so when I decided to go into design, at first I didn't understand anything of what a WordPress was, um, what coding was like. Mathematics to me it was like I was looking at calculus and I didn't understand what coding was. It was very, very hard for me to really um, understand all that in the beginning. 
And the way I learned was just downloading um, es- essentially templates, um, UI templates on uh, from Creative Market. I'll go into Creative Market and just download UI templates for websites. And I would also download templates for creating logos and stuff and to start from there. I didn't have any skill on how to use um, Illustrator, Photoshop, um, InDesign, or any other thing that's used for um, branding design, but mostly Illustrator and Photoshop is what's used more for, for um, graphics. And I really didn't understand any of the concepts when it came to all that. So I really had to spend a lot of time perfecting my skill and learning how each and indi- each um, each individual um, item or things worked. And the transition took almost, took me like a, a, a full year to be confident in myself and say, hey, okay, now I can actually turn this into a business. That's interesting. I feel like um, when you try to mix both design and development, I mean, like coding, it's a tough combination, right? Because I know so many different people who are either really, really good in design or also really, really good in development. But to combine both of the things, that is super challenging. So how do you feel when you have to learn the design first and then you also start learning the code part of it or development part of it? Was it like a complete opposite experience or do you feel they actually go side by side when you learn them all together? Um, they actually... They could actually go together, but they could also be separate in a way. Because with coding, it's more essentially like numbers. You're really numbers and programming mm-hmm. and, and all that. Which I'm still, I'm still learning. Honestly, I'm, I am nowhere. I cannot even call my, call myself a coder because I'm not there yet. But um, in, I first learned to design before I went into development, and it's easier to mm-hmm. learn design and then use that into um, go and use that to go into development that's true i feel like the benefit on actually knowing uh, the basic of design and then moving on into like transferring the design to development that seems to be um, I wouldn't say easier because there's got to be a better way to put it and I don't want to make it sound like it's such an easy thing to do but I feel like you already have the foundation right and all you have to do just making sure that all the pieces in the development part of it match with um, the design that you already prepared so I'm pretty sure that both of the skills actually come in handy for you as like the owner of your company managing uh, multiple projects on both web design and the development side of it. So Christine, when you actually share with us your story for the podcast, you mentioned that you tried business coaching as well and you found out you hated it. So what led you to trying business coaching in the first place and what was that key moment when you decided, okay, this is so not for me? Uh, I actually, I actually, I was just laughing in the background as you were talking. (laughs) Because honestly, I still don't understand why I went into business coaching in the first place. And my guess would be um, because everybody at that time was a business coach. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah, and honestly, it was, and it's, for me, entrepreneurship has been in my blood. My parents are entrepreneurs, so I know a little bit about business. And... Mm -hmm. Um, the other multiple businesses that um, I've started and my husband has, uh, that both of us have started, um, I kind of understand what you need in terms of um, starting out in business. 
However, the reason why I just hated it was because I felt like it was not me. It was not really my passion. It was not really what my purpose was. It wasn't at that time. And okay. so I just rushed into things thinking like, hey, okay, I'll just, you know, put a website out there, you know, put my prices out there and then the people will come. And I was just more thinking of the offline world rather than the online world. Because at that time I was just immersing myself into the online world and I really mm-hmm. didn't understand how social media worked and um, Facebook advertising and everything else that goes into the online world. I really didn't get it. I thought Got that it. I would just create a website. Um, put my services out, put like a freebie out, and then people will come. But that's not how it works. So I had to really learn it the hard way mm-hmm. that there's steps that you would need to take in order for you to um, for you to like understand what your market is. I really, I really didn't even know who my market was, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay. For women. <laughs> But women who do what is what I was struggling with. Like any other entrepreneur who's just starting out, that's the main thing that they struggle with. And mm, okay. I just felt like I was a fraud. I had that fraud feeling um, in me that, hey, okay, so I'm, you know, hopping on a call with these people, but I'm still not understanding where I want to be or where my purpose was. So I had to really just cut that off and really figure out like what it is that I wanted to do and of course branding and design is what I really wanted to do did you regret it though like um you tried like doing the business coaching but after you actually found out you hit it did you actually feel that you regret it or did you actually like it was okay for you because you at least tried it and you're okay with it because at least now you know that that's not something that I will maybe ever do again. So what was it for you? Um, I don't regret it because I actually got to hop on a call with a lot of you know, great people. And I, at that time, I was, I was offering like free discovery calls. And so I really got to really know myself and how mm-hmm. I'm not an introvert. So talking to people on the phone is really hard for me or just talking to people in general <laughs> is super hard for me. And so I got to really step out of my comfort zone for a little bit and understand that, hey, you know, it, it's okay to do so. But also I get I got to meet amazing people who they share their stories with me. And, and I understood, you know, that there's there is impact in, in uh, business coaching. And it's not yeah. like I would never, ever do it again. The way even how my business is structured now, I am, you know, planning to go into coaching, but it's a very different coaching. It's not just the, you know, the regular coaching that you hop on a call with someone and just you know, mm-hmm. walk them through stuff. More, it's, it's design focused. It's more brand focused and it's more strategy than yeah. just, you know, um, telling people, Hey, okay, you need to go get a business license, get this, get this, get that, and that, and that's it. That's cool. But at least pretty much all the experience you've got from the previous business coaching works better, right? It does. It sure does. It really <laughs> opened up. You know, it, it was a foundation. You know, like anything. Yes. Else, it opened up um, a lot of things, and um, and it's an experience that honestly I do not regret at all. Because I feel like really whatever we do as an entrepreneur or a business owners, everything we do is all about trial and error. Unless you have like a very, um, I don't know, like 
super skilled mentor that really can tell you, okay, don't do that, do this instead. But a lot of us, actually, in our first few years, we did a lot of trial and errors and really trying to figure out, okay, is this going to work? Let's just test it. And if it doesn't work, at least going forward, we know. So do you feel you also have the same experience like I just mentioned? I mean, is there like, or has there ever uh, one bad or ugly experience that you feel or experience as a business owner that today you feel like, okay, that was a really big lesson for me. I will never, um, maybe I will approach it differently or something like that. Can you think of something that you would like to share with us? I think it's definitely, you know, like the business coaching that I had started. Honestly, that was mm-hmm. a, a lesson learned, I should say. Um, and I went into into things blindly. You know, I just expected yeah. things to happen and they yeah. were not way I wanted them to happen because I hadn't really done the research or I really hadn't mm. done um, the homework that I that I was supposed to be doing and I really didn't it was very it was inauthentic that that's I think that's what I how I want to put it it was very inauthentic 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 sorry inauthentic. <laughs> no worries sometimes I can't talk either <laughs> me too me too <laughs> and um, I, I found that in order to build a business, especially in the online space, it's about community and it's about being authentic. Without mm-hmm. having those two really key factors in your business, then you're essentially just, you know, just floating, honestly. And so I guess that would be my um, my biggest um, lesson is just trial and, er- trial and error. <laughs> Yes. So everyone, make sure to do your research first or at least like really figure out what do you want to get out of like this one testing that you're trying to do, right? Or like if you're putting up something and um, want people to come and get it, how do you go about it? Like, do you actually promote it online? Do you actually go to like events and stuff like that? Just make sure you have like some action plan and some research to back up the idea just so that you're not really like, I wouldn't say wasting your time, but it will give you a more um, better way to uh, kind of measure your goals and set your expectation and not just feel like, okay, it apparently doesn't work. That's it. I'll give up. And just don't feel like that, right? I mean, that's just like you're wasting so much time and you're passionate about something. You might as well do it the right way if you want to test things out. Right, Christine? Yes, and um, another thing that I would love to add on that, Ari, is that it's okay to fail. Yes. It's it's okay to fail. Failing doesn't mean, like, you've screwed up and it's the end of the world and then you need to scrap everything and, you know, go find a regular job. No, it just means that this thing didn't work out and I just need to find a better way of doing it or find something else that could be, whether it's new or just starting over or really just essentially doing your research, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about you going back to how you get started. You mentioned that you're not a typical web designer who went to school for running your own business. And um, that actually proves that everyone can switch to a different career whenever they like. So especially with the power of the internet today and the plethora amount of knowledge on e-courses here, e-courses there, I feel like there's tons of e-courses going out today. But how was it like when you have to go through all that to yourself? Do you have to like Google the heck out of everything? Or what was it that um, 
you did in the past to learn all of that web design. I know you mentioned a little bit about that you actually download a few things like from um, some resources uh, in terms of design and web stuff like that. Was it that the only things you do or do you actually learn some videos, tutorials and what did you actually do? So when I was just like starting out, honestly, um, I didn't have the funds to like pay for a lot of courses out there. And a lot of, um, when I did my research, I didn't find a a whole lot of um, design focused courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were a few, but they were really into either creating certain different kinds of, um, nothing was there on Illustrator or Photoshop. So a lot of it was in design or just, you know, just. If it's Photoshop, this is photo editing. It wasn't really into yeah. the graphics and stuff. And so YouTube was my school. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just just went into YouTube and just searched everything about web design, everything about graphic design, how to design a logo on Illustrator, how to um, design a logo on Photoshop, how to use smart objects. What is smart objects? How to use the pen tool in Illustrator. And so these are all things that even currently, as of today, I still do. I still use YouTube as mm-hmm. a source of education. Hey, sometimes I use YouTube too, you know? I'm not judging. I feel like YouTube is so powerful because sometimes you just never know. Those little things that you can't do or you can't remember, how did I do this again? And you Google it or like search it on YouTube and it comes up like, I cannot believe I missed that. I mean, like, seriously, how did I forget? But having like a resource that you can always find easily whenever you like forget and not not trying to pull your hair out. It's like it just like it's got to be very easy, but you just can't figure out. So it's so amazing. I feel like that um, the information that we get today, including on YouTube, is just amazing. I'm totally with you, Christine. So don't ever feel um, that it's not okay. Like searching all about resources on YouTube, I'm with you as well. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) about web design, actually, I want to talk a little bit about it because I feel like web design and digital design, because I'm also in the industry, I feel like you maybe kind of agree with me on this. It's a very fast-paced industry and you have to really be updated on the softwares you're learning, the design trends and, and all that. So how do you keep up with that for your professional development in the industry? Honestly, um, and I do agree with you, it's it's a fast-moving fast moving, uh, industry. And there's this one website that I um, use, and that's called Web Designer Depot. And I essentially... Oh, I know them! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're amazing because they, they actually um, they provide a lot of information and really keep me up to date as to what's going on within the industry. And yeah. honestly, that and just doing a little research on Google, honestly, it's just looking at 20, 2017 trends. And funny enough, even on Pinterest, there's web design 2017 trends. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Just Google that. I mean, if you put that on Pinterest, you a lot, some, some info will come up on that. So it, it's really knowing, um, you know, where to look. And as I mm-hmm. said, that website is what I use for all my... Um, inspiration and I also go into the design aspect using Behance whereby a lot of people you know it's more of a portfolio um, um, website where people would post um, images of you know yeah. web design it's not mm-hmm. really trending into as it's more of the the uh, aesthetic yeah. 
and, and inspiration. And it's really good for inspiration as well. So I would go into Behance and just take a look at some some amazing um, um, artists out there and, and really see like what's the new trend in, in, um, in design. That's cool. Okay, one more question about web and techni- technology related. Now, okay, this is just happened that today I was on LinkedIn and I saw somebody actually posted an article about how AI, the arti- uh, artificial intelligence, will never replace the skill of a web designer. So what is your option on that, Christine? Um, I mean, opinion, not option. <laughs> I agree and disagree at the same time. I mean, AI will be amazing because it actually reduces, you know, the work that you will have to do in the back end as a designer. <laughs> but also, I feel like it, re- it really won't be able to get the details of what is in your head. And, you know, when it comes to design, it all starts as an idea. So there's those yeah. really small, small details that I feel AI really won't be able to capture. I don't know, maybe put it in the next, you know, five, ten years. <laughs> but <laughs> as of now, um, it, it's for me, it's I'm still, you know, iffy on it. I'm still iffy on it. There's actually this, I forgot the name of the website, but there was, um, I got like an email blast with a with the AI interface now that will help you actually just design your whole site for you so what you do is you yeah just... i think that's pretty much what the uh, the article actually mentioned because yeah. it asks you a few questions and then it just like spit out a website for you it's like wait what yes i think that's exactly what it is and i was like i was really interested in, in taking a look and you know see how it turns out but mm-hmm. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> well, you know what? I will actually include that um, article on the show notes so we all can just kind of check it out real quick because I feel it has a very good opinion on... The thing is that with designers, we as a human, we have so many different... How should I say this? Like aesthetic um, decision that we have to make when we're designing something or when we even like analyze some things, right? But even with the AI, if they have like a certain type of, um, what do you call that? Uh, the, the, the code thing. Now I forgot the terminology. Um, the, uh, okay, I completely blank on this. But point being, I just feel like the AI will never replace the skill of a creative or an artist because we see things not in a mathematical way when it comes to design or art so that's just my opinion though but i feel like if like you what you mentioned earlier if it can kind of help us just on a on the back end side like maybe like less code and stuff like that based on artistic um input or um, recommendation that would be fantastic that would be great right yes it will be great and honestly um also we are each we're all individuals, right? We're all unique in our own way. And the way you think and the way I think is very different. So our creativity is very different. With AI, I feel like everything will just be the same. There won't be any creative um, yes. creativity essentially in, 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 in the design. I totally agree. Oh, okay, that's all. That's all my questions about web design and technology and AI. Agnieszka, you can take over for now. Yeah, that was some good stuff, ladies. I can't relate to some of the things since I'm not a designer. <laughs> Just listening to you talking about the AI and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, that's crazy how, you know, technology is going these days. Um, 
But yeah, Christine, uh, that was really good. I love your story. I love that you make the switch. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so I wanted to actually ask you, what is next for your business? Do you have, I know you mentioned that you might potentially get back into business coaching. Um, so is that maybe what's coming up or do you have any big plans for the future? So my plans are essentially I want to um, getting get into doing live workshops and I really, really want to see, you know, my audience one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like I can better connect with my people one-on-one -on -one rather than just you know, sitting behind the computer and blogging about stuff and, you know, Instagramming about things. And so I really, really want to get to meet and, and help um, business owners here in Seattle with their branding. Mostly, it'll, the workshops will mostly be on branding and design. And then I also, in the works of um, writing a book about branding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that's a challenge in itself because I oh, feel man. like I'm not a writer and I really, at times, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But... You have the idea. Go for it. Don't let it stop you. Just keep going. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully by by uh, next end of um, end of this year, which is in a couple of months, six months from now, I will be able right. to have my wow. book out have those live live workshops ready and going and it's and not only here in seattle the live workshops i really want to host them all over um the country and even international as um i some i know you guys don't know or maybe you may know but i'm from originally from tanzania east africa and oh. I, yeah <laughs> we did not know that <laughs> thanks for letting us know i know i should have done that like in the introduction sorry guys <laughs> But I'm originally from Tanzania, East Africa, and um, I do plan on, on going back home for good um, by the end of 2018. And my dream is to open a studio, um, a design studio in Tanzania, South Africa, and Ghana. And so it's, it's really big dreams, but <laughs> I'm shooting yes. for the moon and I'm shooting for the stars. And you have to dream big. Have to dream yeah. big. You have to dream big, and and also I plan on. I'm just really focusing more on strategy when it comes to branding and web design rather than just mm -hmm. the design aspect of things. So I really want my clients to have a strategy when they, basically, when they work with me. It's not only just oh, I'm going to design your logo, I'm going to design your website. It's more of a strategy of how to really get their business out there and get them seen, known, and heard. I love that. And you have so many awesome things coming up and big dreams. And I wish you nothing but the best. And um, it's just amazing. Dream big, girl. Dream big. Um, but I wanted to also ask you if there is a personal message or maybe a favorite quote that you might want to share with our listeners and fellow creative entrepreneurs. Well, I would rather go the personal message route. So okay. I, I think I touched on this earlier. Um, it's okay. As I said earlier, it's okay to fail. Failure is is will be in um, will be part of your journey in life and in business. Yes, and don't be afraid to ask for help. The one number one thing that entrepreneurs, especially in the online world, they feel like they're alone. I know I did at first. That hence that's why I'm, uh, my business coaching didn't work because I felt like I was alone. I felt like you know, nobody understood what I was trying to do or why why I was doing what I was doing. So don't you know hide behind your business or hide behind yourself and say, hey, um, I, I, I'm doing this alone. You aren't alone. There's so many people out there who are going through the same exact thing as you. 
So you need to share your story. Get out there and share your story 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You may feel like nobody's hearing you, but people are actually watching you. And yep. I was, I honestly, I, at first I thought that, you know, nobody's following me. Nobody's really understanding, you know, what I'm doing, but I'd get messages and DMs on Instagram, like, Hey, we're rooting for you. And these are complete strangers. People yes. I've never met before. They're just really supporting me and my business. And I'm, and honestly, that made me feel inspired to mm-hmm. you know, continue to do what I need to do. So failure is okay. And you aren't alone. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, Christine, just thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your message. And, um, can you just take a moment to let everyone know where they can find you and follow along on your journey? Sure. So um, you can find me. My website is www.poshbrands.co and it will be included in the show notes as well. And my, you can also follow me on Instagram at, at poshbrands.co. And um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. If you would like to be a guest on our future episode and share your story with us, please be sure to reach out. And we all hope that you have a wonderful and amazing day. Thanks, guys. This episode was sponsored by Chikalafia Design and Audio Image Photography. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.